Hey everybody, it's Will from Neo. Welcome to another episode of the Tea Podcast. Um, today I'm going to be tasting two of our matchas that are from the same farmer, but they are very different. So the first one is the gold matcha. That's the matcha washimine. And that's coming from the Okomidori cultivar. So Okomidori cultivar is a little bit harder to grow. Um, the teas tend to be a little bit more expensive. Um, and the matcha, at least, the matcha at least is known for having a smooth and creamy flavor with almost no bitterness uh, or astringency, a little bit of sweetness to it. Um, and then we have the matcha sesui, and this is the um, Yabukita matcha. So um, Yabukita, the Yabukita cultivar is the most common cultivar for tea in Japan, just making up about 70% uh, of the total tea production um, is coming from the Yabukita cultivar. And um, the reason why, one of the reasons why it's so popular, at least with matcha, is um, the the Yabukita cultivar is ready for harvest a week earlier than the Okomidori. So uh, the reason why Yabukita is more popular, at least in Japan, um, is because everyone's waiting all year for the matcha harvest so they can have fresh matcha. And um, the, the Yabukita comes out and everybody, you know, goes crazy, buys up a bunch of tins of matcha and then... Um, a week later, the okumidori comes out. So, uh, in terms of you know marketing, uh, okumidori has a little bit of a disadvantage, um, but it is actually a more um, it is actually a more highly valued matcha because um, it's got a smoother flavor. Um, you can use it to make koicha, which is a thick matcha, so it's almost like a paste. Um, because there's no astringency to it. Um, so the sesui, the silver tin uh, from the Yabukita cultivar, uh, is going to have a little bit more of a vegetal taste, a little bit grassier. Um, a lot of people, when they think of a matcha, they're thinking more of the sesui. Um, so it's got that kind of classic matcha taste, which is a little bit vegetal. Um, and then, you know, the, the washimine is um, much smoother. Um, creamier um, although I will say that sometimes I'm in the mood for a sesui because the washamine is not as powerful as a flavor it's it's a little more subdued because it's so uh, so smooth um, you know sometimes you're you, you want something that's smooth and sometimes you want something a little um, a little stronger so I, I have these two tins open, and it's just a matter of which one I want at any particular time. Um, but now I'm going to be tasting both of them. So what I'm going to do is I have, I don't have a perfect um, Japanese uh, utensil setup, but I do have the uh, chazhaku, which is the bamboo spoon used to scoop the matcha. Uh, I have the chasen, which is the bamboo whisk made out of the uh, a single piece of bamboo. So they actually, they take a knife and they take a piece of bamboo and they cut each individual um, prong of the matcha whisk. So, you know, you're talking like a hundred cuts. Um, and then they, they kind of, uh, you know, this is all done by hand in many cases. 
um, they kind of weave them in and out and then it creates this beautiful whisk that I really can't find a, um, a substitute for. Um, you can use an egg whisk if you have it. Uh, I don't. <laughs> but um, if you have one, that, that may work. Um, but for the most part, if you're going to buy one matcha utensil, you should probably buy the chasen. Um, then I have the chaopan, which is the uh, traditional matcha bowl. So it's in addition to being a bowl that you can whisk in, it's also a bowl that you drink out of. So um, the chawan is kind of, if you look at it, it's not quite the size of like a soup bowl, but it's not quite the size of like a tea mug. It's kind of somewhere in the middle. Um, and that's for whisking the matcha and also for drinking it. And you, you drink it with, with two hands. And if, uh, if you really want to get technical, if there's any sort of design or pattern on it, you want to face that to the person that you're drinking the tea with so that they can enjoy the design of the bowl while you're drinking tea. Um, so what I did was I, I took a, a kettle of, of water heated at 175. So you can go a lot, uh, 175 Fahrenheit. Um, so you can actually go a lot um, hotter here. Um, because you're, you're going to be drinking the whole leaf anyway. So it doesn't matter. You know, a lot of times you want to go lower. So you only extract the sweet parts of the tea, but, um, here we're going to be drinking the whole leaf anyway. So it doesn't really matter, um, how hot we go, but I, I just know that 175 Fahrenheit is kind of like the gold standard for matcha. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to use this chazhaku here to scoop a couple of scoops of the washamine into this. So um, another thing is that you also have what's called a furui. A furui is the uh, sifter. So you may notice if you have matcha at home that uh, when it ex is exposed to humidity, you start to get these little clumps uh, or like these little crumbs. And uh, the furui is to break these up. So rather than just dumping it into the bowl, you put it first into the furui, and then you use the chazhaku to uh, push the matcha powder through. So what you're left with is a very fine uh, matcha powder with no clumps in it. And uh, this is gonna save you a little bit of uh, frustration later because um, sometimes if you were to put these clumps right into the water, uh, they don't exactly break up when the water hits it. So, so you'll get, so you'll get these tiny little clumps in your matcha. Um, and you really want it to just be a consistent, um, texture throughout. Um, so I'm going to put, I'm going to do the same thing now for the sesui and, um, how the, So something cool to think about is uh, the Japanese tea utensils are actually designed um, in, in such a way that the preparation of the tea is very elegant. So um, rather than using a, you know, a metal tablespoon, you just use a chashaku. So you go, you, without, so basically these utensils are designed to be used 
uh, with little movement of the hands and the body. Um, you see that in the Kyusu teapot, which can be tilted to pour very easily without having to move uh, too much of your body. So this really keeps the tea ceremony very, um, you know, elegant and uh, So I did about three, three little scoops of the uh, Chazhaku. So it's it's kind of difficult because it's not exactly a measuring spoon, um, but you can kind of just go anywhere from three to five. I've I've noticed that. I mean, with three scoops, obviously your matcha lasts longer, which is nice, but um, sometimes I like to do as many as five, make it a little bit thicker, and I, I find that that helps with the foam. Um, so sometimes when I have a lot of matcha, I'll do, uh, I'll add a little bit more um, to get that better foam and to get a more powerful flavor. Um, so what, I, what I'm actually gonna do, this is kind of an optional extra step, is you pour a tiny bit of water in. For some reason, somebody told me about this and uh, for some reason I just, I really like to do it. Uh, you put a tiny little splash of water in and then um, you start to move the matcha into like a paste. What I find this helps with is it's like an extra step that removes all the clumps from the tea. So even though you sift it, you may find that some clumps are actually forming. Um, and this is a good way to to make sure that you're really, before you add all the water in and lose them, that you've, you've really taken the time to um, remove all of them. And this will give you much smoother matcha. And then you add the rest of the water in. So, as far as whisking goes, um, if you watch a traditional tea master or uh, one of the farmers that we that we get to meet with, uh, they do it with all of their wrist. But uh, I've found I found as a beginner, you know, I've I've found sometimes it can be easier to get a larger bowl. Like right now, I have a a Pyrex that's like a, I think it's like half a gallon or something. It's a huge Pyrex. Um, and I find this gives me a better motion, uh, which actually makes it easier to, to get that nice foam. So this is just something that I like, uh, makes it easier, makes it a little bit quicker. Um, and it's also good because then I can pour it. It's hard to pour out of the Cholons. Um, so if I'm making tea for the guests, a lot easier. So I got a nice little foam on the washamine and I'm foaming up the sesui right now. Really nice. I mean with the chihuan you really get the best foam but then you can't really, at least this one, I've seen ones that have little uh, spouts on them to, to pour but this one is, uh, is going to be hard to share. And the tea ceremony, what you would do is you would pass the bowl around and everyone takes a sip and then t turns the bowl, but um, people don't really like doing that. So if you have people over, I would suggest 
making it a bowl that can pour so you can share it. So I, I did add, admittedly, I did add a little bit less of the washamina powder, probably just because I had less of it. Um, so I'm not noticing as much of a foam on the washamine, uh, but I'm noticing a beautiful color, a nice aroma, a nice smooth, pleasant aroma. That's a really smooth tea. Now I'll take a little sip of the sesui. Wow, that's really, that's like night and day right there. Um, <clears throat> the washamina is much smoother, um, but in this particular case, I'm actually liking the sesui a lot better because it's got this powerful um, flavor. I mean, there are a lot of factors at work here though because the, the sesui, I really got a nice foam on it. It's in the chawan right now and uh, the washamine was just in the Pyrex. Um, and I don't have as much of a foam on it, so it's really, it's really tough to say. Um, but right now I'm really loving this sesui. So Trick, um, the foam is gonna add, you know, obviously a little bit of air to the tea. Um, and if you're, when you're adding air to the tea, it kind of uh, creates this creaminess, this natural creaminess. Um, so it actually, if you do it right, you can actually get your matcha to taste almost like a latte, um, where, you, where you're not adding any cream or sugar to it, but by getting this nice foam and combined with the natural sweetness of the matcha, uh, it really, it really is something. Um, I... <laughs> if I had access to this all the time, I don't think I would ever get anything else at Starbucks. Or I'm noticing a tiny bit of, I, I definitely wouldn't call it astringency, but I would call it a little bit of grassiness. So I'm getting like kind of the first sip, you're kind of getting the sweetness combined with the vegetal flavor. Um, and then as the the you know, as the tasting note goes on, the sweetness starts to drop out a little bit and you're just kind of getting that vegetal flavor or maybe the direction of a little bit of a grassiness. And I think that's what I'm kind of experiencing here. Let me try the washamina again. I think I didn't, I didn't quite do this washamina justice. Um, <laughs> I don't have that much of a foam on it here. Uh, I may may not have used enough powder. Yeah, I'm noticing this um, this very gentle smoothness with this tea. It's something you could kind of enjoy any time of the day. You know, obviously you have to look out for the caffeine. It's quite high in this, so I wouldn't really drink it after four or five. Um, but it's it's a really nice smooth tea that you kind of pick up and uh, and drink. And you know, the sesui is kind of it's early in the morning right now. It's it's something really nice to kind of wake me up and and uh, start the day. But perhaps later in the afternoon, um, it might not not be as nice to have this this uh, you know strong, powerful vegetal tea. Um, so that's just my interpretation of it. 
Um, obviously, both of these teas are, are really delicious. I don't want to make it seem like uh, one is, is not as good. They're, they're both spectacular. Um, but if you find yourself choosing in between the two, just know that if you really like the traditional matcha, um, like the grassy, the vegetal flavors, I would go for the sesui. It's also going to be a little bit less expensive because it is a Yabukita cultivar. Um, and then if you're really looking for, you know, the top, top notch, uh, okumidori, super smooth, super creamy. Um, if you're trying to do uh, koicha, which is like a thick matcha, um, almost like a paste. And you're looking for a, a matcha that's, that's super green, uh, got a little bit of sweetness to it. You're gonna to want to look into the washamine because that's that's definitely the the highest grade matcha that we offer um, as of right now. But the sesui is is kind of what a lot of people are looking for in a matcha, and that's a terrific product as well. So I hope you guys really enjoyed this tasting. I had a lot of fun doing this. Um, it's it's actually my first time tasting these two teas. Um, at the same time and doing a side-by-side -side comparison. I usually have one or the other. Um, so this was fun for me. Thank you guys for uh, <laughs> getting me to do this. Uh, really learned a lot too. Um, so stay tuned. We have more podcasts coming up. Going to be heading off to Japan soon. So uh, I'll have tons of stories to tell. 